Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Artistic Accomplices. I am your host, Eric Scott, and this is the podcast that's all about creative encouragement. I want to be that little voice that's in your ear encouraging you to make, to create, to do the things that you've been wanting to do. So let's dive into today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott, and welcome to something that I'm calling Walk Through the Fire. Um, you may have noticed that, or maybe you didn't, but uh, but there wasn't a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago. Remember, I always try to do this thing every couple of weeks, and I was kind of scheduled to have an episode two weeks ago. And the timing just did not seem right with everything that that was going on. Um, And so then I thought, well, I'll push the podcast back a week. And so my plan was to kind of make up that episode last week. And still kind of felt like just wasn't the right time um, or the timing wasn't right. And I basically, I just didn't know what to say or how to say it. And I, I still kind of feel like I, I don't know what to say and how to say. Um, so the timing still might not be right. And I'm not here to add to the conversation. I mean, with the protests uh, and, and all the injustice and, and everything that's going on, Black Lives Matters and all that stuff, I just don't feel like I have much to to contribute to that conversation. I mean, there's just so many other people out there, so many other voices that can say it more eloquently than I can and more authentically than I can. Um, I've just been really trying to listen and to really hear, to feel, and to empathize. So I'm just, I've been in this very reflective mode, really trying to, to learn and grow and to, to be honest, as a white dude, as a white man, I'm, I'm grappling with, with my own privilege and the ways that I have contributed to this situation. Um, you know, it might have been, been, been uh, explicitly. I mean, I grew up in, in a very rural, mostly white area, and racism was part of growing up. Um, there were things that I did as a kid, things that I said, uh, that I completely regret that I'm completely ashamed of now. Um, but I have to reckon with that. And then also just more about the things that I didn't do. How, you know, how was I complicit in, in a lot of the stuff that has been going on? So I just don't feel like it's, it's my turn to like talk about these things. And, and I just don't think I can do it well enough to really say anything that hasn't been said better by other people. Um, and so I've just been trying to give time to that. Um, but I do want to talk about something that, that is a little bit related. It's more about like, what is this time? Like, what are we going through right now? And what is that doing to us and for us? 
And how can we as creatives use this time to really get at the heart of things, to really discover what is important to us and what is important for us? Things are seemingly overwhelming. And and I feel like a lot of folks just kind of want to shut down and shut things out. Um, I know I've felt it. Uh, I'm, I'm still processing, but it took me a while to really begin that processing uh, part to, to, to really turn to my art and and make things and do things that that can help me through this time. I mean, I do believe that our creativity can get us through these dark and troubling times and they help us to reflect, to process, and to heal. Now, I'm not an art therapist. I, I, I use this disclaimer a lot, but I'm just an artist um, that has been making art his entire lifetime, and I know what creating does for me. And as a teacher, as an educator, I have seen and heard the stories from others. And I just know that our, our art making, our music, our writing, whatever it is that we do can help us get through this time, not just to pass the time, not just to, to, kind of forget about what's happening out in the world, but to actually allow us to confront what is happening out there in our own terms, in our own way, without getting so overwhelmed. I mean, there's a lot going on. The world has been through a lot. I mean, for three months now, we've dealt with this pandemic. And, you know, Many of us were on lockdown, on staying at home, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. But so many of us were forced to be in our homes. You know, our our children were let out of school. You know, schools were closed. Businesses were closed. So many people working from home or so many people losing jobs um, and dealing with a new reality. And so that in itself was completely overwhelming. And so many people turn to creating and creativity to help get through this, to help deal with it. I mean, when I walked into the grocery store, when this pandemic first hit and all the flour and all the sugar and all this baking stuff was gone, I mean, so many people turn to baking bread. I mean, it's a joke now on the internet. You can kind of see it on social media about, about how so many people turn to cooking and baking and doing all these other things that they hadn't done because all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're all staying at home. So many parents turn to helping their, their children with their uh, distant art projects that they were given through Zoom and through Google and through all these other uh, places that, you know, teaching turned to virtual. And so many parents were helping their kids and uh, discovering creative ways to help their kids get through this time. And I think that creativity, that creating, that creativity allowed us to feel, well, many of us to feel at least, at the least, you know, a, a glimmer of hope, 
um, that there was something worthwhile kind of happening. And then, you know, places started to reopen. And so there was that glimmer of light, that glimmer of hope. And we're like, oh, things are going to like get back to some kind of normal. And then the world witnessed the brutal death of George Floyd. So here, here is another unarmed black man being killed by the police. And I really, really hope that this is the tipping point, that we don't have to keep witnessing these senseless deaths over and over and over again. But then, you know, after this happened, that's when things erupted. The protests, the riots, the the looting. Now, I'm not saying that protesters were rioting and looting, all of that. I think oh, I do see that as, as separate circumstances. But so many people standing up, protesting for change. Um, and so, you know, here we are for the, you know, for the past three weeks, really grappling with, with injustice, police brutality, racism, all of those things, all those topics coming up, all those emotions. It's been such an emotional roller coaster dealing in, with these things and hearing these things. And like I said, I've just been trying to listen, um, watching videos online, reading, doing things that, that help me to reflect, but it, it, it can be so overwhelming. And like I said, there's all these emotions, all these things. So many people are angry. So many people are frustrated. So many people want a change. And of course, there's nonstop news coverage. You know, at first it was nonstop news coverage of, of the pandemic. And now it's the protests and all this stuff swirling around. And so that's what we have been dealing with. And each one of us has been trying to deal with that in their own way. And so I want to talk about how we can take this tumultuous time and really think about and really discover what is important and and how can we sort of find that I don't even know how to put it um how can we like really discover what we're made of well, I want to turn to one of my favorite podcasts, um, the Creative Pep Talk. I've talked about this before, but if you haven't checked out the Creative Pep Talk, it's hosted by Andy J. Pizza, and I've said this before, Pizza is not his real last name, it's just kind of his stage name. Um, but anyway, he has been doing this podcast for I don't know how, how long now, but his his thing is that his podcast is about helping creatives have a thriving career. And so I was very much influenced and inspired by his podcast to start my own. But I really feel like mine is, is about, you know, being that artistic accomplice, about uh, being that voice that is encouraging you in your creative endeavors, whatever they are. Um, but I find a lot of what he says on his podcast, you know, isn't just about the business side of being a creative. It is, it's about creating. And, uh, when the pandemic first hit, he started using this analogy 
that it was like walking through fire or that it was like a, a crucible. Um, so seeing this time as a crucible where the flames and the heat and the fire can help purify, help burn off the, the impurities to, to burn off the insignificant, the unimportant. And I, I really like that analogy. And that's been something that has been floating in my mind over the, the last few months, actually, but even more so over the last few weeks. Um, so I think during this time in this, this overwhelming swirl of emotions and news and all the stuff that's going on, that that's the fire, that's, that's the flames, that's the heat. You know, if you think about the pandemic, many people lost their jobs, you know, a lot of people dealing with sick family members or even the death of family members. Um, you know, we've dealt with this day after day of staying at home, of, of wearing masks, of doing these things to try to help keep us safe. And so we were going through all of that and then, bam, there's the video the death of George Floyd, the protests, the, the calls for justice, all this, all these things have turned up the heat even more on this crucible, on this time period. So, you know, all of a sudden we are bombarded with not just the pandemic, but civil rights, racism, protests, riots, all just bombarded. And you think about that 24 hour news cycle. You know, and what are we going to do with that? What are we going to do with all of this fire and flame and stuff that's swirling around us? How can we channel that energy? And what can we do with that that can help us in our art making or our creative uh, endeavors or even turning toward activism? I mean, this is a very difficult time. And using the word unprecedented definitely is not hyperbole. I mean, I, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, we're in unprecedented times. But then when you look back in history, you're like, oh, you know, this kind of happened before. And when the pandemic hit, you know, there was all this reflection about the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. And it's like, oh, we're going kind of through the same thing. So we've been through this. But then... I've heard it described, I've heard this time right now being described as living through the Spanish flu pandemic, the Great Depression, and the civil rights movement of the 60s all at once. And so, you know, when you start to heap all of this stuff one on top of another, it's created this very difficult, very hectic, very tumultuous time. So there's so much turmoil and confusion and, and anger and so much stuff just swirling and boiling and bubbling around. And I think a lot of people are kind of thinking like, well, with all of this stuff going on, you know, how can I even create? I mean, why should I even create? You know, what's the point of it? But I feel like these difficult times, any difficult times, really call for us to engage in our creative energies. We need to use the heat of this time, the flames of this time, to help burn away what is truly unimportant. 
so that we're left with what really matters to us, what really resonates with us. And these times, I think, really can get rid of the stuff that is superfluous, that is insignificant. And that's why I like that analogy that Andy used on the creative pep talk, that idea of the crucible. Um, or if you think of it more specifically, like with metals, like that the, the process of smelting, where you're extracting the base metal, like you have an ore like copper or iron or tin, and you're like, oh, I want that metal in this rock, in this chunk of earth. How do we do that? Well, you put it in a crucible and you heat it up, and then that base metal melts. A lot of the, the impurities just burn off. And then you've got this other stuff in there that doesn't melt, but kind of floats to the top. And we call that the slag. And so you scrape off the slag and you're left with the pure metal. And, you know, I think that is a very apt analogy for what's happening right now. All of this fire, all of this flame, all of this heat, all of this stuff that's just overwhelming. And are we going to allow that to consume us? Or are we going to allow it to, to um, burn off the bad stuff so that we're left with just that nugget of, of what is most important, most precious to us? And I always think of like making and creating as the furnace. So if we have all of this heat, all of this, this energy, all this stuff that's swirling around, well, we, we need to we need to control that. We need to do something with that. So our creating, our creative endeavors, that's the furnace that we are, um, that's how we're controlling all the heat and the flame. That's how we, we don't burn ourselves up. That's how we don't get consumed by all of the fire, all of the flames, all of, all of the anger and hurt and all the stuff that's out there in the world swirling around. And so I think when we're faced with that overwhelming and any kind of overwhelming situation, whether it's what we're going through right now in the world and, and just how much we're going through, or whether it's something more commonplace like the death or the sickness of a loved one or the breakup of a relationship or difficulties at a bad workplace, all of that can overwhelm us. Any, any of those things can be overwhelming. They, they are things that can distract us, overwhelm us, and how do we deal with that? So if we can turn it, turn to our creativity, turn to the things that we make at that time, it's like we're using our creative powers to smelt that metal, to, to, to purify, to, to draw out what we're after, the, the, the valuable parts of the situation and you know, so that we're getting rid of all those impurities and we're just left with that thing, that, that precious metal that we've been after. And so I think making and creating allows us to get to the heart of, of what's going on, uh, to get to the heart of our feelings, our emotions. It allows us to process, it allows us to get to that kernel of truth. You know, keeping with that smelting, to, um, um, analogy, we might have to deal with a lot of slag, a lot of stuff, a lot of impurities, a lot of things that, that just kind of get in the way that muck things up. But when we're creating, we get through it. 
we we push all that stuff aside we we become we become focused and we can really discover what is truly important to us just by sitting down and making or going into the the kitchen and starting to bake um, sitting down at the sewing machine and starting to sew or sitting down with the hunk of clay and starting to sculpt or throw or whatever it is. It just, I think what it does, I think it, it allows us to turn away from the, the news, to turn away from social media, to get away from our phones and to really focus on what is in front of us. The clay, the bread dough, the art, the keys, whatever it is that we're focusing on. And then it, it, it allows us to get, to get still, to stop moving around. I mean, I, I feel like many of us are not very still. We find it hard to sit still. And I think a lot of times our electronic devices enable that. They, they, we're addicted to them. You know, we're picking up our phones every five minutes to see, you know, who's messaged or who emailed or who tweeted or who said what on Facebook or, oh, we have to respond to that person and this and that. And so even when we're sitting down and we're not really moving, we're, we're constantly moving. We're constantly agitated. We're, we're checking our phones. We're, you know, flipping through channels. We're doing whatever, but we're not still. And I think making and creating makes us get still. Even if we're in a kitchen and, and we're moving here and there, it it brings a stillness and a focus to what we're doing. Also, I think creativity brings sort of the the quiet, the silence that we we need. We we might be playing music, so yeah, it, it's not totally silent. Maybe we're singing or whatever, but it's a we're 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 getting rid of the world. We're getting rid of the noise of the world. We're, we're coming into our studios. We're going into the kitchen. We're sitting down on the couch. And we're getting quiet ourselves. We're quieting the world. And then I think it also allows us to kind of find that solitude that we need. And yeah, we could be sitting alone on our couches. But if we're constantly checking Facebook, if we're constantly checking messages and texts and emails and things, then we haven't given ourselves that solitude. I, I always feel like solitude is really being alone. And it's not about being lonely. It's about being alone, being away from those distractions and creating and making help us do that. So we can go into the studio and close the door. We can go into the kitchen and get away from our phone. We can sit on the couch with our notebook and not be distracted by the news or social media or whatever else is going on. We find that time to isolate ourselves so that we can really focus. And I, so I think those are the ways that making and creating really help us to come to a point where we can focus. And I think that's, that's what's happening uh, when we're dealing with these difficult situations, that they help us, it helps, you know, our making, our creating helps us focus, but not so much that 
we're forgetting about what's happening out in the world, but we're allowing just enough in to help us process. So it's that, it's that furnace. And when you think about a furnace, you know, you can raise the temperature, you can lower the temperature, you can add more oxygen or more gas or whatever it is, you control it. And so when we're making, it's like the world is out there. We're just allowing a little bit in at a time, enough that we're not being overwhelmed. And so for me, it's making art. As an artist, that's how I can deal with these situations. That's how, I'm, how I've been dealing with the pandemic and now with all the protests and all the, the rage and the injustice and all that stuff that, that can be so overwhelming. So for me, I turned to my art and I turned to my visual journal. I mean, I was heartbroken. I was saddened. I was angry when I saw that video. You know, another person has to die. And then you look back at all the string of these people that have died and you listen to the stories about being pulled over just by driving through your own neighborhood, of being arrested because you're supposedly breaking into your own house. And, you know, you you start to hear and read these stories one after another about how black folks are living and, and how mothers are teaching their black sons, you know, about what do you do when you encounter the cops so that you're not arrested or you're not killed. I mean, that was something that I never had to, to deal with. I mean, I've never been pulled over just to be pulled over. So, you know, I, I've had to deal with this. I've had to process all of this stuff and I wasn't able to just process it by sit, staying on my couch and looking at my phone or watching the news. I mean, that just added to, to the craziness, to the, to the overwhelming nature of everything. It just, it gets to the point where you just become overloaded with it all. So I had to go into the studio. I had to start making, um, I did turn to like the journal a little bit and I was doing some writing. Writing always helps, but what really helped me get to the core to really help get me processing things was turning to just art making. And I sat down and I pulled out my paints and I pulled out some papers and I just started painting papers, not, not painting a picture, just painting. Oh, this paper is going to be all blue and purple. Oh, this paper is going to be all reds and pinks. And then once I had those, it's like, Oh, okay. I've got the blue and I've got the pink. What if I made little hearts? And so I made these little cut paper hearts from this painted paper, little tiny, uh, like three by four inch pieces, little tiny hearts cut out of the, the pink and the red glued onto the blue, very simple. And I, I just kind of felt like, oh, okay, hearts love, of course. So I felt like these were just little acts of love that I was making with the notion that I'm going to send them out in the, into the world somehow. And then once I made a bunch of hearts, it's like, oh, well, I'll sit down and I'll do the same thing. Oh, I'm going to make stars. So I made this dark purple background and yellow stars and with, with that notion of like, oh, stars, hope. You know, we wish upon a, a star. Um, and those are the things that we hope for, that we wish for. And so I kind of felt like those are little acts of hope. They were very simple, very straightforward. I wasn't dealing directly with what was going on? It was just, I need to make. And then as I was making, all right, my mind started to sort of sort through things, figure things out. 
And then I turned to the journal again. And that's when things really came bubbling out. And this whole notion of walking through fire came up again. And so as I was making and working in the journal, just, okay, that's what's, that's what this is all about. We're, we are walking through the, through the fire. And what I realized during all this time over the last three months of the pandemic and the protests and all this craziness is that I, I know that I'm here to help others. Like that is my purpose. And I'm a teacher and I'm an educator. I'm an artist. And so I help people through my art. I help people connect with their creativity. I help people deal with their lives by helping them connect to art and creativity. And that became so clear, so clear over the last three months. I, I, I've felt like for years now, I've been kind of floundering, trying to like figure out like the secret formula for success, for like, you know, what was most important to me. And yeah, I've always known that, hey, I'm a teacher. I love to teach. I love to work with people. And, but I've always felt like I've been sort of putting my energies in too many places and too many things. And then the pandemic really forced me to sit down and, and really figure that out. So it, it helped me, you know, working in my journal, creating my art, dealing with what was going on, really helped me to see that this world needs people to turn to creating, to making, to creativity. That's how we get back in touch with ourselves. That's how we get back to ourselves. That's how we can sit down and focus and help ourselves deal with all of this. But unfortunately, we're so caught up in our technology and our phones and our social media. And instead of connecting with ourselves, we're disconnected with ourselves. I mean, we even, a lot of times we feel like, oh, well, you know, technology, that helps connect me with other people. But I even think it helps disconnect us from other people. Because instead of interacting with other human beings, we're interacting with a screen. with this, And most often it's a little tiny screen held in our hands. And so we're not even relating to the screen or, or the person that's on the other end of whatever because we're, we're dealing with social media. We're dealing with Twitter and Facebook and whatever else is out there. And we're not seeing the other human being. If we were sitting face-to-face -face with that human being, would we say the very hurtful things that we say on social media? And so I... Even though technology, I think, has been a saving grace of the pandemic, it has allowed us to, to work from home, it has allowed, to, allowed us to connect. I mean, for me personally, I started doing online workshops, and it's helped me to connect with a lot of students. But even then, it's like, but they're on the other side of that screen, and I, I, I don't get to be with them face-to-face. -face. And so there's this separation and so I think what this world needs is just more creativity that helps us get into or helps us get connected to ourselves. So when we make and create, we relate to ourselves and that allows us to relate to others. And so that's what I see my role as is helping people understand. That's why I'm here. That's why this podcast exists is so that I can 
sit here and talk to you. Talk to the people that are listening and help you to reconnect or to connect in any way to your creativity and realize that there are people out there just like you that are struggling to be creative, especially in this time. But if you can see it as a crucible, if you can see it as you're walking through fire and creating and making is the way you get through this, the way you process it, the way you deal with it, the world's going to be a better place if we can turn this hectic energy, this swirling, tumultuous energy and and put it to some creative use. And that could be making, that could be creating, that could be turning to activism, that could be turning to, to helping other people. There are so many ways that we can be creative. It's not just making stuff. It's not just making art or baking or whatever. It's it's the way we relate to others. It's the way we we engage in our communities. There are so many different creative ways that we can relate to one another. We can engage in the world. How can we do that? So anyway, so my advice is if you're really feeling overwhelmed, it's to get in touch with your creativity. Just create something. It might be something physical. It might be creating some kind of community. It might be creating some kind of connection with other people. But just tap into that creativity. Tap into the idea of making and doing something that is constructive. It doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It doesn't have to be the most beautiful poem or the most elegant melody It just needs to happen so that you can really walk through that fire and not be consumed by it. So on that note, just ask you to kind of think about that. Think about what is most important. What is this time calling you to do? What what impurities, what imperfections, what are the things that are burning away, but what is the, the truth that is left behind? What, what, what is the priority? What is the most important thing that's left behind that you can focus on? So just something to think about. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. Um, so as always, happy creating. This has been Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott. Thank you for joining me.